welcome you guys. I'm really excited to have you here. Today I get to bring you a really great story from a friend, Julie Bauman. And some of you guys might know her, but we're old family friends. We're not old, but we're family friends. Um, family friends from years and years ago. And when I was thinking about Ruth, I was thinking, you know, Ruth just seemed to do the very next right thing. And when I thought about that and I thought, who in my life seems like someone who just does the next right thing, whether whether people are watching and approving or not, um, I thought of Julie. So I am excited she's here to tell us her story. Julie, you want to introduce yourself and your family, and you can just get right into telling your story then. Sure. So I'll start with a, an introduction, and, and like Trudy said, quite a, quite a few of you probably know me, but for those who don't, um, I did grow up, um, you know, near Trudy, and, and, you know, to her comment about we're family friends, we are, um, you know, long-term, long-time family friends. I'm a few years older than her, but I don't ever really remember a time in my life when I did not know Trudy. Um, so lots of wonderful, wonderful memories and um, uh, a lot of good times. So yeah, so I, I grew up in, you know, the Wayne County, Ohio area and uh, moved to Connecticut, um, northeastern part of the state in April of 2014. So part of my story, um, as, as many of you know, it's, it's kind of a long convoluted, I always say it's almost like one of those TV advertisements, like, oh, but wait, there's more, <laughs> um, but maybe not all the good, wait, there's more, but we'll, we'll kind of start maybe in the middle. I think um, <laughs> the, the parts before <laughs> it are, are a saga in itself. So, yeah. um, so in, wait, did you tell us how many kids you have first? Oh, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I have three children. They are all teenagers. Uh, Riley is my oldest. He is 19 and he is um, going to school at a technical um, school. Tonight's mm -hmm. his first night. Nice. And I have a daughter, Rihanna. She is 17. She's a junior at Ellington High School and busy, busy girl. And my youngest, Reagan, is 16 and he is, um, he's going to a technical high school. So um, lots of fun, lots of busyness, and yeah, and I work at an insurance company, which is, can be very exciting, believe it or not, so, <laughs> um, so going back to my uh, story, um, I guess we can say, well, first of all, you know, when, when Trudy, when you texted me and said, you know, kind of what the purpose was, I had to chuckle, because I don't know if anybody has ever accused me of, I shouldn't say accused, but thought that I've done the next right thing. Um, you know, again, those of you who know me as a, as a kid, as a teenager, as a, you know, young adult, I was fairly rebellious and I did kind of whatever I wanted and seemed fit. Um, you know, pretty stubborn, really stubborn. Um, you know, would get these ideas in my head and I would just, you know, accomplish it, do it, whether it felt right or not. So, um, 
you know, life kind of hit me pretty hard when I was 21, some, some pretty tragic and traumatic things. And I kind of gave up on life in general. And that's when I, um, you know, met my kid's dad and we ended up, you know, getting married and, um, and I would say the first, one of the first right things I did was give my life to Jesus. Um, it was, you know, Riley was just a baby and, and I realized that, you know, I loved him so much that, um, I was really able to, to see God for, um, I don't want to say for who he was, but I was able to, um, really get a taste of God's love for me through my love for this little baby that I had. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, you know, gave my life to, to Jesus and, and that was probably the first, you know, really right thing that I did. And, um, you know, fast forward, um, you know, six years and the marriage went from good to really, really bad, really fast. And, you know, ended up in a horrible abusive relationship. Um, it was just, it was just really bad to the point I had to run and hide and, um, and really just, just escape it for my, for my safety, for, you know, my kids' safety. And, and I honestly, if we hadn't left, there's no way that we would be alive today. Um, it was, it was getting out of control. And, you know, during that time, there were, um, you know, a lot of people that he had had convinced that he was this great guy and knew exactly how to play on, you know, oh, you know what she's like, you know, you know, um, you know, all of this. And um, that was really hard and really painful. And, um, you know, even in thinking, you know, about kind of tying this back to Ruth, you know, I think about, it doesn't talk much about her life in Moab. And, you know, I never, you know, we don't really know, we don't really know what her life was like there. We don't know what her life was like with the, the people around her, you know, was she ridiculed for marrying this, like, you know, Israelite? Was she ridiculed for staying with Naomi? Is she ridiculed? You know, I, we don't, we don't know, but it just, I really started thinking about that and, um, you know, yet she stayed, she stayed firm in her, um, in her decision. And, and I don't, honestly, I don't think mine was because I was this great, faithful, wonderful person like Ruth. I think it was more, um, you know, out of partial fear and, you know, I, I loved my kids and I wanted them to, to have the best. And I knew that I had to, you know, escape that. And if that meant mm -hmm. people didn't believe me or accused me or whatever, then so be it. Um, yeah. and, you know, as, as, it didn't take long, you know, our fruits will be made known by our fruits, good or bad. And, and that, you know, that came to pass and, you know, some have, you know, come back and, you know, talked to me about it and others haven't, and that's fine. Um, so anyways, so that was August of 2009. And um, over the next few months, um, you know, I had, I had been going to school. I was going to school online. I was scrambling, trying to find jobs. I had three little kids, uh, like six, four, and three or something. And um, we were able to get back into the house for a while. We weren't even able to be in the house. We were able to get back in the house. And over that time, um, there was this just deep calling that I should move to Connecticut. And 
um, you know, kind of backing up a little bit with that. Um, the first time I came out here to visit, I was 13. And um, I think I was here 10 days or two weeks. And I, I don't know, I stayed with a, um, a, someone that my mom was friends with from back when she was in the single group. So, mm -hmm. so Kelly and I stayed here and uh, it was probably the second day. I remember we were riding in the car, like down, I think it was 91 or something. I, I could still just about pick the place on the interstate. And I remember thinking, um, this is home. And it, and it kind of just like struck me really just this deep piece. Like I can't even describe it of like, mm -hmm. this is where I belong. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I, and I, and I hung <laughs> on that to that for years, like years, that this is where I'm going to end up. And, and like I said, life kind of some really tough things came and knocked me around a little bit. And, um, I, part of me gave up on it, but part of me also thought, um, I, I ruined it. You know, I, I wrecked God's plan for my life. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the other thing I'll tell people is if, if, you know, like a 13 year old, like I thought I was so mature and I knew life and had it all figured out and Mm -hmm. um, but you know what if a 13 year old came up to me and said this is where I'm gonna live and this is and they had only visited there when of course I mean I think we were going to the beach or something like of course it sounded like this great yeah right I would you know I would say like oh you know you're you're cute yeah um, so you know and I had had the chance to move here when I was 20 and again when I was you know 21 soon after my dad had died and I just never it never whether worked out or I did not make the right next move. I made the bad, I made the wrong next move. <laughs> um, so during this time, you know, I really felt that nagging and it was really hard because I felt like there's no way that God is telling me to move because the, it's just ridiculous. Like I can mm -hmm. barely support my kids the way it was, you know, we're, I, I was, still like Randy would still break in and, and do, it was just, the whole thing was awful. So it was completely absurd. Mm -hmm. um, so I really felt like it was the devil taunting me and saying, you know, oh, all this pain you wouldn't have be going through. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really hard um, because I was, you know, almost like weeping for my, my loss in if I had just obeyed God the first mm -hmm. three or four times. Um, so I remember specifically one night, um, you know, like I said, there was so much stress and trauma and whatever going on that I just, my mind could not handle one more major thing. So I was laying in the upstairs hallway because um, if I would have lights on at, at certain times of night, he would break in and whatever. So I would always have to like hide if I was gonna be up at night. And it was, it was, it was honestly nuts. Mm -hmm. um, but I just laid in the hallway and I put my hands on my, on my Bible and I, you know, just cried out to God and said, I can't take this anymore. I, I, I just, I need to open to the Bible and I need it to be so clear that says that I'm not to go so that I can use that to fight back against Satan who's tormenting me. Mm -hmm. So I said, um, which I would not recommend to, you know, tempt God or demand, this is the sign that I need. Um, but you I also think, like, I think I also knew like, as my father in heaven, who knew me and created, like knew me better than I knew myself. I think he knew um, I was at a, 
I was cracking. Like I was at a breaking yeah. point. So I put my hands on my Bible and I said, I'm going to open it up. I thought I would trick God. And I said, the verse needs to say, go to Rockville. Because we all know there is no verse in the entire Bible that specifically says, go to Rockville. So, um, which for those of you who don't know, Rockville is the congregation out here. Um, so that's why I was Rockville. So I opened up my Bible and I, my eyes fell to Psalm 40. I'm just going to read it really quick. Because um, after the first two verses, I quickly shot it. But it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible, horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And at this point, <laughs> I, I honestly don't even know how long I looked at it. I don't know. I was just shaken to the core because, you know, my feet upon a rock and establish my goings is just about as close to go to Rockville. You're going to find in the King James version. <laughs> Um, you know, and it was actually years later, it was, it was after a really tough Christmas, um, and me battling some, this was years later, actually, after I'd moved, I went to this Psalm to, it's kind of the one that I go to. Yeah. And I ended up reading the third verse, which I had never done. <laughs> this isn't, he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God and many shall see it and fear shall trust in the Lord. And I just wept because I thought, you know, he did. He brought me out of the miry pit, you know, rescued me from a really bad marriage, mm -hmm. paved the way in so many ways, set my feet upon a rock. And then he did, he put a new song in my mouth. I'm, I'm so much stronger and, and he, better and just whatever. So anyways, um, so yeah, so back to, you know, laying in the hallway, I see mm -hmm. that and I panic. And I was like, no, nope. Uh, and I thought, you know, no. So I flipped the Bible. I was trying to shut it and I just flipped it. And my eyes fell on the parable of the wise man and the foolish man. And it said a wise man will set his house upon the rock. So at that point, I made sure that I grabbed the entire Bible and shut it very fast. <laughs> because I thought, you know, how can this be? And, and I, you know, I think a lot about the Christmas story with Mary and, um, you know, Zachariah, I think they both had two different very, you know, reactions. One was mm -hmm. some, you know, whatever. Mary's was more of a, okay, but how? And the other yeah, one right. was like, haha, yeah. So I, yeah. I was thinking of even that and, you know, like this is ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being almost four years until I moved. And there were a few times that I, I actually gave up. I was like, I'm done. Like, you know, I would go through these emotional roller coasters of, um, you know, God was still very, very clear to me, very consistently clear. And then other times it would almost go silent. And I thought, um, you know, in some like really dark moments, I would think, oh, yep, that's, you know, God's taunting me again or teasing me again. Um, you know, and thinking back to Ruth, I don't know, did she ever have those? feelings during that journey what about when she was gleaning and you know the the they were not welcoming to her she was right. this horrible Moabite woman even yeah. though she was such a foreigner and yeah right and I know that at that point there wasn't Christian you know it was it was the Israelites right. but in a way she was showing more um Christ-like I guess if you want to call yeah. it attributes 
Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, so I just went through some, it was just, it was rough. And at one point I had a job offer. And so I'm like scrambling, packing, trying to find a place to live. And um, it, I was waiting on the actual formal, you know, letter and I get this call from HR and they're like, um, due to due to budgeting, yada, yada, we're pulling back where we're sending. At that point, that's when I, I really just kind of threw it you know, almost honestly, almost even my faith. And I was just, I was just like, I'm done with all of this. Like, I can't do this roller coaster. Um, you know, and it ended up being a few months later, something did open up and they, they called me and I interviewed and got it and they wanted me there in two weeks and, you know, yada, yada. But um, so yeah, at the time it was, it was really hard to do the next right thing. Um, mm-hmm. But looking back, in that four years of waiting. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I waited four years because through that time, um, you know, we changed our last name. My kids took my maiden name. It was, you know, something that came up that was really, it was funny. It was an excruciatingly tough decision at the time. But now that I look back, Mm -hmm. that was the best, like, why was that hard? Um, So much healing. And, um, you know, I was able to you know, get my bachelor's degree. I was able to, um, you know, and even during that time, I was really able to strongly build up the relationship with, with the um, elder that we have out here. Mm-hmm. And he became, you know, like a father figure to me. And, um, you know, so when I was able to, when I moved, I was able to, it was a very, very, very smooth transition. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, but I, you know, I try and think about, um, I, I do, I just love the story of Ruth. There's like so much hope because she, um, you know, yeah. And I guess I just think about, like I said, like her life in Moab and what was her relationship with her family? Like, and what was her relationship with the town people like? And, you know, was it hard for her to leave or was she, um, you know, was she being mocked for, for leaving? Mm-hmm. You know, cause when I did, you know, when people found out I was moving, you know, it, it was interesting on the reactions. Um, you know, some people told me adamantly that they prayed about it and I was absolutely dead wrong. It is not God's will that I move and I need to stop acting like that and straighten up. So that was, wow. that was tough. And, but in a way though, things like that. And, and, and again, I said how I was stubborn, but I, I wonder if yeah. God made me stubborn for a reason. Um, I, you know, anything can be used for, for good. And I think it's my years. Yeah. Good. Um, you know, cause sometime, some of the times when there was that much against me, sometimes I would just be like, oh yeah, now, like now you're driving me harder. Like now I'm going to work even harder. So I don't know if that's the, I'm going to prove it to you. you do it? I can do this. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But it was, it was part of it was me like, oh yeah, you're not going to tell me I can't do it. But the other part, mm-hmm. I really felt like God was so clear to me and how mm-hmm. dare you. Yeah like think that you have a closer relationship with God. Who's going to tell you yeah. about me when he was very clear to me. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we moved here and, you know, we've had our ups and downs and, you know, like the other thing people would tell me is, Oh, it's not going to be perfect there. And, and again, it was Ruth. I don't know if they told her that in Moab, like there's not going to be, there maybe isn't going to be food there or you think it's hard yeah. here. You know, I don't, Obviously, we don't know. Um, you know, I would say I know it's still on Earth. 
if it was perfect, we would all move there. But so I, I guess the other thing I thought of um, was, you know, even thinking with Ruth and, you know, again, I don't know if she was mocked in Moab and, and we all, we know how she was treated when yeah, she right. got to Israel. Um, yeah. And the other thing I think of that's so, such a challenge that I don't think is often maybe thought of unless you're in the situation is what a male dominated kind of world we live in Um, yeah maybe not so much in society but um, definitely in like the Christian culture yeah and um to not have a father to not have a grandfather you know my kids don't have a father they don't Mm -hmm. have have a grandfather or a great great you know it's it's Mm -hmm. a very vulnerable uh, very tough yeah place to live in so you know having those father figures built those relationships built and coming here um, has just been tremendous. You said, uh, our last recording, you said about your kids having male figures that they can look up to. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many of them. I can't, I can't hardly begin to, to even count, but there's a couple um, you know, older, older brothers from church that have really taken them under their wing. And, um, you know, I tell them all the time, I say, you know what you, you know, it says in the Bible about, you know, true religion is basically visiting the fatherless and the widow in their afflictions. And, um, it's painful and, but yet comforting at the same time to know that you check both boxes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think it's something that um, is maybe always really even talked about or realized how, really how hard it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, for all of us. But, um, you know, so these, these men have come in and they've become their grandpas. And, you know, they call them grandpa. And I think it was maybe a couple of years until my kids even knew the one man's name. He was grandpa and, and grandpa. And I tell them all the time, like, you know, there's a lot of people that will tell us, um, that have told us over years and years and years, you know, I, I want to be like an uncle or oh, I want to be like a father or I want to be like a this. Mm-hmm. But their actions, the actions don't fulfill it. It's, it's like fun for a time to take them to breakfast or, you know, but when it gets really in the dirty, mm-hmm. painful, um, you know, we, there was a couple of years where Riley went through some, just dealing with the pain that his dad went through. And I don't want to get into all of that, but it was talk about the, like, it was bad. And again, a brother from church who, I mean, he walked, he walked through him through that muck with him. And it was not ready. Um, it was not easy. It wasn't the fun of, um, mm-hmm. You know, so we have that. And, you know, again, trying to bring it back to Ruth, um, you know, Boaz, I mean, he was maybe powerful enough that he didn't get, you know, mocked for mm-hmm. for really reaching out to Ruth. And, um, you know, I spent actually a lot of time reading Ruth. And, you know, I have a, what is that, a, like an application study Bible. 
And yeah. something that I knew, but I didn't remember is Boaz was like a grandson or a great grandson of Rahab. And I thought, you know, maybe that, maybe those stories mm-hmm. or those stories are passed down. And, you know, his grandpa was raised one way or his grandma was raised one way of, mm-hmm. of you know, because I'm sure Rahab wasn't totally just welcome with open. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I even thought too, with my kids, I'm like, what hope that they have of really filling, you know, of them doing the next right thing because they, they did grow up in some really tough situations, but they mm-hmm. saw firsthand mm-hmm. um, what it's like to have Christ or Christ followers, you know, acting on behalf of him or the body mm-hmm. coming in and, and not just coming in, like standing alongside the pit and looking at them, mm-hmm. but like jumping in yeah. and walking through with them. So, um, so yeah, I guess that that's kind of what made me think of like the whole Boaz, you know, maybe yeah. he, maybe he understood in a, a different way. I don't know. I'm obviously filling in. Yeah. Blanks. Yeah. And there was, there was definitely, he had to stand up, you know, when he went to the city, people knew Ruth when he went to the city to say, Hey, to the other, um, Canada the family thing. member that was the, yes. all I remember is the shoe. I just remember Boaz yes. like threw a shoe at him. That's all I yeah. <laughs> or handed it. When he went know. to the other family member and said, Hey, do you want to buy all of this inheritance? You know, you're next in line. And he was like, sure. And then he's like, that also means you take Ruth. And that's when he was like, no, I can't do that. So people knew had seen her around enough that they realized that she was a virtuous woman. But still, he did not want to taint his his name with her. So I'm sure that people talked. I'm sure that people talked. Oh, absolutely they did. Yeah. You know, Julie's crazy. We all know Julie. You know, I even had somebody say, I know what you were, um, you know, I know what you were like as a teenager. So um, you know, these things have to be true. And I thought, yeah. well, I think 29 and 16 are a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention there was like a conversion in between that, but yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, but, but again, maybe, you know, God definitely used that for good as, you know, he used that as a driving force and, you know, I was bound and determined to, to prove all of these people wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I mm-hmm. got out here and, you know, worked really, really hard and I got into, you know, an underwriting development program, which is, I didn't, I found out later how competitive it was. It was just, it was amazing miracle and it was completely a gift from God and you know was also accepted into a graduate school program um, you know and I didn't have enough years of experience in the corporate world but they made an exception things that like didn't really even make sense Um, yeah but you know I I you know I have my master's now and you know all of these different things that um you know God just keeps pouring on the blessings and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to Ruth, and I remember, you know, I listened to Marsha's talk about, you know, whenever she said, but Ruth had to go out and glean. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes. Um, you know, people will say like, oh, you work so hard. And I do, but Ruth mm-hmm. could have went out and worked so hard. And if God hadn't given that extra, it wouldn't have mattered. That measure wouldn't have, you know, if, if, if God hadn't really put it on Boaz's heart to throw the extra, 
there wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have mattered how hard she worked. Right, right. Yes. Um, yes. But I feel that we are, yeah, I've worked very hard, but God has, you know, thrown me a bone, we'll call it, or tossed, you know, he's, he's mm -hmm. put people in the right path to mm -hmm. mentor me and, you know, all these, all these different things that I, you know, and, and I was able to buy a home with a couple acres and my kids, you know, we've moved around so much and my kids were like, we have a family home now. Like we have wow. a home that is, you know, we can plant, a, we've planted trees, which was, mm -hmm. it sounds so dumb, but we weren't ever able to do that because it was, mm -hmm. everything was so temporary. And yeah. And yeah. So it's just what? And got goats. We did have goats for a few years. I got rid of them because we just got, it was, we we're just too busy. And I had a friend who wanted goats. So I was like, here you go. I'll come visit them. But yeah, we had goats and we have chickens and the boys want to have like a bunch of chickens. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, because I guess if you're a mom and it's in your blood to have chickens and we're going to plant some apple trees. Um, mm -hmm. We it's, yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's wonderful. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, all to the glory of God. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I wonder how many times Ruth, after she was married to Boaz, and, you know, Boaz was a very wealthy man, very mm -hmm. successful. Mm -hmm. Did she have um, like that imposter syndrome? Did she think like, Ooh, yeah. who am I to be married to like the wealthiest man in the, you know, yeah, I don't, right. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm filling all these things in, but I'm trying to, yeah. like, I can, those are some of the things that I feel and relate to. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I think, but yet I still, Ruth is much better person than I could ever be. <laughs> we don't really know, do we? We don't. Uh, um, so you kind of touched on this, but one question I had was, has everyone agreed with you? And how have you done it through possibly people looking on, thinking you are making a mistake? And how did you sift through that? And how did you keep your peace knowing that people um, thought crazy well I think they probably already thought I was crazy beforehand so you know <laughs> um you know some people would say things a lot of people wouldn't I'm sure that they were talking I don't know if they were too afraid to come up to me and say something I'm not quite sure but um you know yeah there were definitely people um, that were very concerned and you know I had someone very close to me accuse me of the reason why I wanted to move was completely wrong, but it was a, it was, it was a terrible accusation and it mm -hmm. was very painful and it still to this day sometimes, you know, hurts. But, um, so there was, there was so many reasons why there was, you know, accusations and, you know, I would say one of my, you know, I did have a handful. I did have my, my, my people, I had my, you know, a, a small handful of of people who, um, you know, loved me through it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would say like my closest friend, you know, Diane, it was hard for her in the beginning. And I would say in the beginning, she um, was like, no, I mean, she didn't say like, no, you're wrong. She was just like, no, I don't think, um, you know, but then later she admitted, she's like, I was terrified to lose my friend. Mm. Um, and she's like, so I was, I don't want to say wasn't willing, but was just, it was, it was almost a, in fear, 
But what she did that was different than most was she walked me through, again, she got in the, in the miry pit and walked mm-hmm. with me and she mm-hmm. heard my story and mm-hmm. she prayed with me and she prayed on her own. And it got to the point that like her faith was of me moving was almost even stronger than mine. So in those moments mm-hmm. when I was really weak, she could, you know, care and be like, you know, Julie, God said this and this and this and this mm-hmm. to you, like, mm-hmm. why are you giving up? And I, but at the same time, I knew that was really hard for her because she didn't want me to go. I think she was yeah. always secretly hoping that it would, you know, not work in, um, but, but what she did was she was willing to like, listen mm-hmm. and not come with this preconceived notion of, oh, she's crazy. I'm going to come and I'm going to tell her how she's wrong. It mm-hmm. was you know, okay, she is very, very adamant about this. I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to pray mm-hmm. through it with her. I'm going to walk alongside um, with her. Um, and, and there's so many examples in the Bible. I mean, we think of Noah. I think I said this on the last mm-hmm. time we reported. I mean, if there was a guy down the road from where you live who was building an ark and remember, and had never, we'll say it never rained, you would tell your kids to like keep away from him because yeah. that is the crazy man, right? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, when we read the story, we read it to him and be like, look at the faith that Noah has. Yeah, right. um, and it's the same God. And, and maybe God isn't having us build arcs, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting all the animals in it. Mm-hmm. It's the same God. And he mm-hmm. does sometimes ask people to do what crazy. looks like from a human perspective, some crazy things. Yeah. Um, and maybe we should say uh, Ohio to Connecticut, Rockville is about it's a 600 miles so 10 ish yeah. hours yeah um, so for a single mom to move her and her three kids you know kind of does look like a arc building right right no corporate experience no insurance knowledge yeah got out of college got out of school that was an online program i had been cleaning houses and working at an work like I, there was there was now that i look back i realize like Noah building the ark made way more sense than that. <laughs> but God really honestly put blinders up because there were times that I would just be like, I don't get why people see why this isn't a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with them? They have no clue. And yeah, I don't, but there's been a few times in the last few years what I've heard that I've heard of somebody doing something and I'm like, what's wrong with them? They're nuts. And then it's this little voice is like, oh, really, Julie? Mm-hmm. Really, let's let's pull that in a little bit. Remember? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that that kind of goes into my next question. Like, how can we support each other when when a friend comes to us? Well, I think you you said a little bit of how Diane supported you. So, but how can we I feel like we just need to start trusting people more? Trust, right, like, trust their relationship with God. Like just mm-hmm. because God didn't, you know, I mean, I don't know, know his neighbor, whatever his name was, Benjamin will yeah, say, right. God didn't <laughs> tell Benjamin to build the ark. He told yeah. Noah. Yeah. So, you know, just because God doesn't tell you like who, I don't say you, but just because yeah. God doesn't tell us what he's told the other person, why do we think that God needs to reveal it to us too? Like, mm-hmm. why do we, why are we, are we on the same level as God now? Like, are we, yeah, right. um, yeah. 
But what I would say is, you know, step back and obviously pray about it. Ask them, like, tell me your journey, like, you know, figure mm-hmm. it out and, and then go to the word. Now, obviously if it's sin, right. you know, if, you know, I don't know, John and Jane Doe, you're friends with them. And, and John yeah. says, you know, I've really been praying about it and we're going to, we're going to be a, you know, polygamous family and I'm going to take, you know, Mary mm-hmm. and right, right. Bonnie. I don't know. I'm just obviously shouting out names. Yeah. <laughs> clearly yeah that is not it or it's that's clear I'm just making up something um you know so so check the word with it is it mm-hmm. sin if it, is it is it not mm-hmm. you know what are you what are you concerned and, and pray and ask God you know if you know either open my eyes to it and and mm-hmm. show me and how can I support them in this in this path or if the door closes how can I support them in the feeling of disappointment and confusion? Because sometimes God, I think, does put things on our hearts. Sometimes I wonder if he does it just to see if we're listening. Mm-hmm. Which, and, you tell that story again. Um, yeah, so it was, we had been living here a few years and, and God really just put it on my heart that I need, I should look into adopting a child. And I'm sure everybody who's listening is probably going, oh, seriously, no, Julie. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, no, I am tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am worn out. Uh-huh. Um, you know, at that point, my kids were just at the beginning of their teenage years. And I was thinking, I don't want to start over. Mm-hmm. When they're gone, I want to go on. You know, I have a couple, I have a couple single sisters here I'm really good friends with, and we'll just our kids are both old enough that mm-hmm. you know, she was also divorced, but we can, you know, she'll randomly call me on a Thursday and be like, you want to go to Maine tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> and we just go. <laughs> um, so the idea of bringing in a child, <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, but I couldn't get past it. And I, and, you know, I just really kept praying about it and God really put it on my heart that this is right. And I, it almost mm-hmm. did become a desire then. And he shut the door, whether it was temporary, honestly, I hope that it was, um, but, but I kind of walked away from that with this piece of God saying, I just wanted to see, um, because really who am I to think that I deserve, you know, weekend trips to the shore in Maine or nice dinners (laughs) and sleeping in like, yeah, you know, this earth is, I don't know, but so we'll see. There's other things that he's been putting on my heart that yeah, I'm just to we'll see, see if you'll really listen, maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I am, yeah. I mean, I always say that I would I would really just be okay if God would say, Julie, I really just need you to go sit at the beach with a good book. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> but I don't think that that's oh, really yeah, it. that'd be nice. <laughs> Not this time of year, but summer, yes. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, excellent. So is there some other things I was asking you in the other one? I can't remember. Um some of the questions I had written down. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I said that I really wanted to I listened. Um 
I think, did I say, um, like wrapping up? Yeah. I said, yeah. I forget how. So, okay. We are about out of time, but do you have some other things you want to say as we wrap up? Yeah, I guess I would just say is, um, you know, for yourself and for your friends, um, don't put God in a box. You have so many amazing I hate to call them stories, but lessons in the Bible and different things in the Bible where, you know, we see God doing all these, you know, I know I brought up Noah's Ark and David and Goliath and Daniel and the lion's den and all these amazing things. And yet sometimes I think in, you know, 2022, we, we put them in a box. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I would say, start with that, with your own life. Um, but then thinking of, you know, if you were Ruth's friend, mm -hmm. would you put God in a box and, you know, tell her, don't go, don't go with me. I mean, like, seriously, you have no idea where you're going. They have these, you know, oh my goodness, those weird Israelites, they have these crazy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, or if you're, you know, the townsfolk, we'll call them in Israel, mm -hmm. um, and you see somebody that, that looks different. Mm -hmm don't automatically, you know, oh, they're, right they're totally bad because they're different than me. Um, yeah. You know, walk alongside them and get to know their heart because, you know, and Ruth was a, all of this was all new to her. And again, we don't know, maybe there was another woman gleaning next to her that shared, I, I don't know, but be that, yeah. be that person. Mm -hmm. And walk alongside your friend. And, and that might mean you have to hop in the, muck in the miry pit mm -hmm. you might have to meet mm -hmm. people where they are but it's an absolutely beautiful thing to see um you know to see how you can you know be part of god's family and mm -hmm. the body of christ i love that i feel like if ruth would have put god in the box if naomi would have put god in the box if you would have put god in a box like if boaz would have put god in mean, right would be so different today so that's yeah. excellent advice so well thank you so much for being on and telling thank your story you for having me yep hey thanks for listening in today i hope you enjoyed hearing julia's story of course if you have not been studying ruth with us you can find that on amazon just type in ruth bible study by abby Grant should bring it up or you can always go check out my website and